Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Week 2 Game On Football podcast. I'm Drew Markle, a sports writer for the Intel and the Courier Times, and I'm joined again this week uh, by Daryl Dobis, the longtime voice of WNPB Radio um, Football. Daryl, how are you this week? Oh, just fabulous. Thank you. Can't wait for another uh, another week of football. Some interesting scores last week and uh, some uh, important matchups in week two already. No, absolutely. But, Daryl, we, 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 we have to start with what happened um, with that Pensbury game down at, at Academy Park last Friday. It, you know, it ended in a tragedy with a young girl um, being shot and killed, but there was a there was a drive-by shooting right outside of the, you know, the Academy Park Stadium in Sharon Hill, and uh, it was just kind of a, it's just a crazy scene. And you know, what do what do you make of all that when you, when you heard about? It? Well, as we were talking off air, uh, first of all, unrelated to the game, okay, which is kind of right. important, but but it's also right, sure. a bit scary that someone would just wantonly decide to shoot at somebody else to begin with, but do it with Hundreds of people that have nothing to do with your your uh, your little tête-à-tête there, right? Uh, but this is something, unfortunately, that is starting to pick up momentum, uh, which I, I scares the heck out of me as a parent of an athlete, as an official. Uh, this really worries me because you're talking about Pensbury Academy of Park this year. You're talking about, and, and I don't remember the school, but a school in Jersey last year. We had right. some video made national news uh, on that one. Um, I believe it was a shooting, but there were issues outside of uh, high schools in York County. Uh, York High School, I think, was the school. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but there were issues on that a couple of years ago. And while one, a couple doesn't sound like a trend, the point is, is that all of a sudden in the last three years, let's say four, because last year uh, with COVID, nothing much happened. This right. is something that's starting to pick up momentum. As a matter of fact, we also mentioned the North Penn CB West game in 2019, uh, which was a big game, especially for CB West. There were threats being given prior to the game of a shooting. And there was extensive police presence uh, clothed in uh, and, uh, undercover uh, to make sure nothing happened. Now they end up catching that guy and nothing did happen there. Thank God. But right. these are things that are starting to develop. And, you know, I, I don't care what side of the gun lobby you're on. The bottom line is, is that this has no place anywhere. And it definitely has no place involving the youth of our country. And even more so ones that aren't involved in your problems. So, um, we, we, we feel for everyone involved. Pensbury's my alma mater. I played for that school, a variety of sports, including football. Um, you know, hearts and prayers can only go so far. But, of course, what else can we do for the, the family of the slain seven-year-old uh, and anybody else that, who was wounded and, of course, anybody who's just mentally affected uh, sure. by the, the outcome? It's, it's something that you hope you never have to go through as a parent. And uh, or as a person uh, happening just to you, and unfortunately, it's becoming all too much to trend. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It just it, it's just shocking and scary and depressing. When any other word you can think of, that you know, you just something you don't even ever concern yourself about, you know. But now you, you now you have to. So it's just it's just crazy. But I think the right. problem is it's, it's not even shocking anymore. 
Yeah, that's I mean, de depressing, right. depressing and scary and all the rest you yeah. said were right. But we've gotten to a point now where it doesn't it we're surprised, you know, just because we hope it doesn't happen or it always happens. It's kind of like that professional athlete. You're like, it's always from another town. It's always yeah. from another school. It's always somewhere else. It's never you. That's right. where the surprise comes. But I don't right. think anybody, we've almost become numb to this to, to an extent. And that makes it even worse. So, yeah, uh, I mean, we maybe one day there's going to be a wake-up call. The water is going to be ice cold when, yeah. when we get hit with it. Hopefully, uh, we will wake up to that before that comes. All right, let, let's look uh, a little brighter, a uh, little brighter notes, and take a quick look at last week's action. Uh, so it had some impressive wins, you know, by North Penn. Ben Salem gets off under new coach uh, Alexander Houston. They get to, get off to an overtime win over Norristown. Uh, LaSalle with a nice win against Bishop McDevitt. You know, what do you take away from you know from week one from from what you saw? Well, first of all, congratulations to Ben Salem. This is a team that has been down in the dumps for a long time. I mean, their last league win was in the Lower Bucks County League back in 1977. That's how yeah. long it's been since they've won it. Even William Tennant, which has not been a football powerhouse, they won in 1983. I know because they beat my Pensbury team. Um, right. So, you know, these teams haven't had a lot of success when it comes to league championships and or now postseason games. So congratulations right. to Ben Salem. I know it's week one, but when you give up 289 yards to a running back, you got to tighten up the, and you only get nine first downs and you get out gained two to one in yardage. Uh, right. You got to tighten up the defense a little bit. Uh, you know, the defense kept them in down the stretch. They stopped them, uh, to win the game uh, uh, in that four-down scenario from the 10 in overtime. Uh, right. So kudos to Ben Salem. And we talked about it, Kalani Eaton. Uh, the only fear I have for schools like North Penn, um, it's the booby miles factor, where an offense tends to be built around one person or, in right. a couple cases, maybe a couple people. Now, if there's someone that can get around that, and I'm not saying he builds it that way. Dick Beck is one of those guys. Um, he's a, I mean, he's intelligent as anything. He'll know more than he'll forget more than you know. And uh, you know, they really leaned on Kalani in, uh, in that uh, second half, uh, which wor worries me a little because then what happens when they get nicked up? If you Wait, lose them. If you lose them down the road, and I realize I'm looking way down the road, but week one, you don't want to burn out players. I know you want to win, but you don't want to burn out players. But Kalani Eaton was just a, he, a stud, 200-plus for him as well. Um, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a good win. And you know what? In Souderton, we talked about it last week. You wanted to know if it was just a product of the five-game scenario for Ed Gallagher and crew. This was the Souderton team that was leading the game against North Penn, came back after giving up an opening kickoff in the second half, took the lead back. They were in the lead midway through quarter number three yeah. against North Penn. They don't usually do that. This is a team, hopefully Judy, um, or uh, excuse me, uh, uh, oh, Sean Kirby. Kirby, uh, hopefully that's nothing major. Hopefully he can come back. Uh, if he comes back, they're going to be something, uh, they're going to be something to deal with. Yeah, I mean, what, what Daryl's alluding to is Sean Purvey, the, the Souderton junior, who's, a, who's an electric player. He had a interception return for a touchdown in that North Penn game. 
he, he injured his knee on a, a non-contact. He was returning a kick and he just went down and uh, head coach Ed Gallagher was, you know, pretty concerned about it because, you know, as he said, non-contact knee injuries usually are worse than the, the contact one. So, you know, he's hoping obviously for the Saturday and going forward that, you know, that Sean Furby will be okay. He's a, a fantastic player. And Daryl, getting back to North Penn, I'm, you know, senior Levi Carroll, they do have other options. And, you know, he, he caught a touchdown pass on the last play of the first half to give North Penn a ton of momentum heading into the halftime. Then he returned the second half kickoff about 95 yards, you know, so he, there are, you know, again, we, we, we don't want to draw too many conclusions from week one. I know what we said, you know, LaSalle had the, had the nice win against a good McDevitt team from Harrisburg and, you know, it's, and Wood with a, a shutout of Nishamani, you know, again, it's, it was just week one. So, you know, we, you kind of have to let things unfold a little bit, but there were some impressive performances too. Quakertown, a nice win, you know, up against Southern Lehigh. So, uh, you know, again, we'll just, as we go forward, you know, we'll learn more and more. Um, you're not as bad as you're not as bad as your week one loss. You're not as good as your week one win. So, you know, we won't know what these teams really are until maybe week three, you know, when I agree, especially the ones that have a smaller league schedule where they're just kind of playing Dick Beck. Well, Dick Beck was notorious for this where he he would have seven league games, which meant he had three non-league games and he would schedule the toughest teams he could get, he would get the St. Joe preps. He would get the Cardinal Harris when they were strong. He would put LaSalle on there. He, he would send teams down and play KSA bowls down in Florida. He would go and play the toughest opponents he could grab for his first three games because he knew that he wanted his team battle-tested going into league play, and he always swept the league. And then right. they were ready and rolling by playoffs. And where did you find Dick Beck? Usually deep in the playoffs. So yeah. he had he had the formula. He's got the players. He's got the talent. He's got the coaching. He had the formula for how to get it done. He's like, I don't care if we – I mean, he, he'd love to go undefeated. Who wouldn't? But if he lost the first three and then won the next 13 and had a state title, I think he'd take that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's told me a million times over the years, you know, he, you know, he doesn't worry about the loss. You know, if you get a loss, you know, he, they've gone into the district tournament as the number one seed. They've gone into the district tournament as the 16th seed and done both and done well from any spot. You know, it's just, it sure it looks nice to be, you know, 10 and 0, but if, if you're not playing anybody come district time, when you get, when you get whacked, you know, it's, it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit humbling. So I, I like the way he approaches it. Now, Daryl, let's take a quick look um, going forward, you know, to uh, to this week, this weekend, a um, couple of games. Let's, let's, let's shoot back to Pensbury. You know, they have all the, you know, the, 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 the tragedy down there at Academy Park. Now they have to bounce back. Um, you know, they, they they were own five last year. They have a, they get they lose to Academy Park, which is a pretty good 5A team, you know, 42 nothing. They go to Penridge on Friday. Uh, you know, Penridge lost to Downingtown East. Penridge returned the opening kick for a touchdown in that game and then could not get back on the scoreboard. There's a 14-7 loss. You know, when you look at that game, Pensbury at Penridge, I mean, it's, you know, I, I hate the term must win, especially in week two. But, uh, you know, what do you think? Well, this is one of the longer losing streaks in Pensbury history. They have yes. lost seven in a row. If you include 
their district opening round lost in 2019. Okay. And then I, I realize it's it's a bit tough to think about, you know, what happened during the COVID shortened season, but still they lost all five last year. They lose right. their opener this year, seven in a row. That's, that's, you know, pretty chilling for a Pensbury program that yeah, has had some down years, but so is Neshaminy, but this is the blue blood uh, uh, in lower bucks. Anyway, you know, them and the Chamonix, they are the blue blood programs when it comes yep. to football. And not only that, you mentioned Academy Park, and yes, they are a good 5A team. They've been shut out both times. They were shut out at Pensbury 13-0 when they met in 2019. They get shut out 42-0 by them at Academy Park. And Pensbury has been shut out. And I wrote it down here, and I want to get this right. I believe it is 76 to nothing. They have been shut out over the last two games because they were bombed. I believe it was 34-0 last year at Neshaminy, or at least against Neshaminy. So right. their last two games, they have failed to score, which, again, that is scary when you're talking about a Pensbury program that has been known for right. great defense, solid offense, if not explosive, uh, but you know, scoring offense. It's usually Pensbury shutting out people. So, right. yeah, I, I would agree. Now, if there's any team right now, that Pensbury probably would like to see, it may be Penridge because Penridge offensively is struggling um, yeah. or is going to struggle early on, I should say, with the loss of Hartzell to graduation, with the loss of uh, the outstanding quarterback, uh, Bobby Croyle, uh, right. who, to graduation. Uh, you know, he was a record-setting quarterback. These are these were very good uh pieces that Penridge has lost and they're scuffling to find an offensive formula that works for them. Now that doesn't mean Pensbury is out of the woods because they're the Penridge defense, you know, they only gave up 14 and they shut out in the second half. Um, but if there's a team right now that might help Pensbury get over the hump, it could be Penridge just because Penridge is struggling on the offensive side. Gotcha. I gotcha. The, uh, all right, um, so th we're going to add a new segment this week where we're going to pick a couple of games for the for the coming week. You know, with you know, we'll give you a score, we'll give you a pick, and we'll let you know how we did uh, this week in next week's show. Hopefully, we'll both do well. But Darrell, let's run through a couple of games uh, that look pretty good this this coming week with and give our you know give a score and what you think. Uh, let's start, Darrell. Central Bucks South at Central Bucks West in that one. Well, South comes off of a nice win, a seven-point win over uh, PW, I believe it was. Uh, good, solid win, a back-and-forth win. They had had a 14-point lead, gave it up, but held their ground and looked good there. West, they had lightning in a bottle in 19. They had an outstanding team. They weren't great offensively, but they did enough. Good running, solid defense. Uh, the team was down last year, and I think it's going to be down again this year. I think South – is going to put themselves uh, in position for the uh, the battle of bucks, if you will, as all three schools are going to play each other in kind of a round robin uh, later on this season here. So they may uh, might have to get a commander-in-chief's trophy, just like they do for Army, Navy, and Air Force with three schools. Um, but, but I see um, – I'll tell you what. I think um, after giving up 35 to Coachville – uh, last week, uh, CB West, I think they're going to end up giving up uh, the same amount, 
and uh, CB South is going to put up another 35 spot on CB West. In fact, I'll call the same score, 35-14 in favor of CB South over, well, right now, my school. I live in the Central Bucks West District. I'm going to catch heck for that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think South is going to get him this week and go to 2-0. and Okay. I'm going to take uh, also take South. I'll go a little bit lower scoring. Um, I'll, I'll take CB South 21-13. All right, okay. Darryl, let's look, let's look uh, real fast. We have Hatboro, which didn't play last week because of COVID. They were supposed to play William Tennant, so they, they did not have a week one. They go down to to, to Ben Salem. What do you think Hatboro had Ben Salem? Well, Hatboro not playing, I and mean, they're kind of an unknown. Um, right. You know, they're, they've been low on numbers for a while. People don't remember. This is a team that won a district title back in 93, and then all of a sudden they kind of deteriorated from there. They had They've had – ebbs and flows. They've had excellent coaches come through there. Uh, you know, Schmidt's gone through there. Hensel's gone through there. Uh, you know, Sanderson's gone through there. They've had good coaches. They just haven't been able to generate the bodies. And right. I don't, I don't know if anything else, I don't know Ben Salem, if they have nothing else over the years, it's been, they've got speed. Now can right. they, can they stop the fumbles? Can they stop those turnovers? If they keep the turnovers in check and they tighten up that defense a little bit, don't give up 289 yards to a running back, I think Ben Salem's going to go 2-0. and And uh, I'll put this one at uh, 24-12. Well, Darren, I'm going to agree with you again. I'm going to – I like Ben Salem. You know, the momentum of getting that first win. You know, you, you can look at the warts of giving up, you know, a ton of yardage and, you know, maybe, you know, being outplayed on offense, but the bottom line is you won. And that gives the kids a, a jolt of confidence and a, a, a whole, a whole bit of enthusiasm for this coming week of practice and the game under their belt. I'm, I'm going to say Ben Salem, uh, 16 to seven in that one. So now Josiah, Len Josiah Leonard, a breakaway threat. He gets loose. Hapro Horsham is going to be seeing taillights. I got, I gotcha. Okay. Um, the game we talked about before, Pensbury at Penridge. What do you think? Wow, this is well. You're really picking the ones that are that they're going to hate me for my alma mater, my kids' school. I'm going to you're giving me all sorts of good ones. I got to um, tell you, Darryl, I, I did it on purpose. I, I know you did. I know you did. I know you did. Um, God, you know, Dan McShane keeps throwing out that we're young, we're young, we're young, and that worries me because. Right. You know you're young because we're not making excuses, but we're young. Right. Um, this has been a program that has struggled. They tried to go wide open offense and they couldn't do it. This is a team that historically, even before um, uh, Galen Snyder coached them with ground and pound, when he played for them, we were ground and pound. It was right. always great running, great defense at Pensbury right now, young or not young, the defense has not been solid enough at Pensbury. Penridge, however, Pachati taking over for Hartzell. The defense is solid. If they can find offense, I really think Penridge is going to pull this one out. I think you might be looking at another, we'll call it 13-7 game in favor of the Rams uh, over there at a uh, hospital hill there in Perkasie there. 
at a Grandview <laughs> Health Stadium. Gotcha. The again, you got to think. I, I'm gonna, I'm agreeing with you again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go also take the Rams. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm not I'm not very good at this. Um, so. But you got you got to think low scoring. Is is it you know the fir- the first team to score wins? I don't maybe. Um, but I'm gonna I'll, we'll keep it at like uh, I'm gonna say a, you know 14 to six Penrith in that one. And and Daryl for our final game, let's look at LaSalle. You know they beat uh, McDevitt of Harrisburg 21 nothing last week. That's always a good program up in, in the Harrisburg area. They play Malvern Pep Malvern Prep down in Ocean City um, this week. Malvern Prep. You know, has not played yet. It's for their first game. They they have the uh, the stud two way lineman Colton Deary, who's gone to uh, to Maryland to, to wrestle and to play football. I mean, he's just he's a monster. Pretty good, uh, pretty good matchup here for LaSalle. I mean, they're playing. You know, they're you know they're playing some 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 total stud teams. What do you think of that one? Well, anytime you go up against an interact school, you're you're taking on a tough crew. Um, you know, they're not in the PIAA. I'm not going to talk recruiting this, that, or the other thing. But the thing is, is that they don't have the restrictions that right. a, a PIAA school would have normally. And uh, they usually turn out outstanding players in all sports, uh, but do. football in particular. So there's some, I mean, Penn Charter is always pretty good. GA's got a good squad this year. Uh, Piscopal pr- puts out some pretty good players. So there's always good ball in the interact. Um I would. I really want to lean LaSalle on this one only because it's who I know. Right. You know, we, we know LaSalle. They're, they're a dominant offense. They're a pretty good defense. And I think I, I am going to lean that way just because of the running game they have. But this one could be final possession, final play kind of game. I am going to go 30-28 LaSalle over Malvern Prep. And, again, Malvern Prep's just one of those teams. Haven't seen them yet. Uh, don't know right. what they have. But chances are they're going to be pretty darn good. But I really like the LaSalle running game. This one should be a fun one. Well, Darrell, we're, we're, we're together on another one. Um, you're right about Mal- with Malvern Prep. If if they were in the PIAA, they'd be a 6A school. They're far and away, you know, the largest of the Interact schools enrollment-wise. And, you know, that helps them. The numbers always help. This this is a tight one again. Uh, I go LaSalle 23-21. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how we do this week. We'll talk about it next week. But uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap it up for now. Daryl, thank hey, you Drew, always. Before- Drew, before you wrap it up real quick, that's right. I just got one for you. We don't have to pick this one, but I got one for you to look for here. CB East and Chamonix. Okay, you talked about must-win games, all right? CB East and Chamonix. CB East is only – they played hard, five-point loss uh, for the boys over there in Buckingham. Uh, Chamonix gets bombed by a very good Archbishop Wood school. Uh, You know, they could be 1A and they'd they'd be really good. But the yep. thing about Nishamani I say is this. Nishamani has not gone 0-2 since 2014. That okay. year, Pensbury ended up going to the state semis that year out of District 1 to represent. They lost to St. Joe's Prep. But Nishamani goes 4-6 and six that year after dropping their first two to okay. uh, Gonzaga Prep out of D.C. and Downingtown West. So this could be a – 
you know, this could be an important game too for Nishamani if they want to make sure they don't have to run the table down the stretch right. if they have postseason aspirations, which of course on Heartbreak Ridge they always do. Right, exactly. Yeah, that that you're right. That 2014, that four and sixteen, that was the the year after Nishamani won its last district title, I believe. So in, in 13. Um Daryl, good stuff as always. Uh, we're going to run, but we'll see, we'll see everybody next week. For, uh, I'm Drew Markle. He's Daryl Dobas. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>